Welcome to the Eclectic Readers Podcast. In this episode, we're discussing The Forest of Enchantments by Chitra Banerjee Diva Karuni. I'm Meredith. I'm Susan. I'm Jeanette. And earlier this month, we talked about road trip reads and books with journeys. If you'd like to take a journey with us, make sure to listen to episode 87. Now let's get into this month's book club discussion. Take it away, Susan. Hey, this is, I enjoyed this book. I'm excited to talk about it. <laughs> um, so let's, uh, let me just do a short summary and description of the Ramayana, because um, that's huge. Um, the Forest of Enchantments is a retelling of the Ramayana, but from Sita's perspective. We follow her on her journey from marriage to banishment to kidnapping to home and beyond. Um, so first, what is the Ramayana? Um, it's, let's see, this is from the Bedford Anthology of World Literature description. The Ramayana contains stories, myths, and legends taken from an oral tradition of philosophical poems and ballads, hymns, and prayers, and fables and tales that date back between 1500 and 1000 BCE. The Ramayana centers on the stories of heroic figures involved in attempts to regain patrimonial kingdoms unjustly denied them. These myths and legends of the Indian epics constitute fundamental elements of cultural and spiritual tradition that are still very much alive today. The Ramayana has come to play a significant role in the Hindu religion. Its protagonist, Prince Ram, came to be worshipped as the incarnation of the god Vishnu, the preserver. Um, It's very it's like a huge epic poem the ramayana mm-hmm. um yes and so this is the retelling in sita's perspective which you know we love a good female retelling of a story <laughs> <laughs> um so first what did you ladies know going into this book well i hadn't heard of it uh, so this was actually Susan's pick. So she was giving us a little information on, you had read a previous book by this author. Yes. Uh, Palace of and, Illusions. Yes. And so you said this one was about the Ramayana. And I was like, okay, well, I definitely studied at least some of that in world literature <laughs> in college. So I have like a vague remembrance of what it was, but uh, I definitely had forgotten so much and. It was pretty much, I was pretty much coming with new eyes to this. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I, w- I would say the same thing. I knew literally nothing. Like, obviously, I've heard of the original epic, and I knew you told us this was a retelling from a female perspective. And that is what I knew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, unfortunately, like Hindu Indian mythology is not as prevalent as, you know, Greek mythology and even Norse mythology now, you know, mm-hmm. and, right. yeah. which is unfortunate because this is a really exciting book. Like a lot happens. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very interested in the story. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very exciting because I, you know, I did read Palace of Illusions. I really enjoyed it. Um, and I saw that she came out with this because um, it was another female perspective. And I was like, I am on board. <laughs> Uh, so I was excited. Everybody was, you know, excited to read this book, too. Um, yeah. So what was one thing that stood out to you in this book? So I think Jeanette has a more philosophical. She has a better answer. Mine, <laughs> mine, is, uh, mine is just how much time passed in this book. I'm, I mean, it's under 400 pages. And in the beginning, you know, she's getting married and then she goes to the palace and we get a couple of chapters where she's interacting with some people at the palace. And I was like really into it. And then I turn the page and then she's like, ah, and then 10 years has now (laughs) passed. And I was like, 10 years. What did you do for 10 years? Why don't I get to hear about it? I mean, that is that is important. Like it is like noticeable because we're so used to like getting details in our fantasy books now you know like this is what happened this is all the stuff right. that went down and then to be like yeah 10 years passed and another 10 years right. passed like exactly so like 10 years passed there and then they go to the forest 
and you get again, you get a little bit, you know, and I understand like you don't want to just harp on them being in the forest, mm-hmm. like sitting in their hut. But uh, then it's like, and now we're on to our 14th year. And it's like, okay, another 14. You know, it's like I'm, I'm counting up and I'm like, how old are they now mm-hmm. as, as they keep going and going with all of these time jumps? Yep. So, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. Exactly. I, you know, it does happen. I just, like, what stood out to me was the relationship between Sita and Ram. Like, I was really struck by that. Um, I think the author does a great job of showing that. Sita, like, it seems like she's taking a step back or that they're on completely separate pages um, or, like, they don't agree on the same priorities or whatever, but they're really similar. They both believe strongly in their duty and their honor, but their roles are different. Um, Their roles in this kingdom are different. And so they have different ways of approaching their duty and their honor because they have to fulfill those roles. Mm -hmm. Um, And I... I thought that was really, really cool because in an epic like this, of course, if you look at the original, and I think she puts a note at the on this at like the beginning of the book. You know, it's harder to an epic like this where it's originally presented from the man's perspective, and you see how he's got to do the things he's got to do because he's got to be the hero. It, and you don't get a lot of detail about the women. At least I'm assuming you don't. I have never read the original. But if I'm basing it on other epic hero stories that I've read, you probably don't get a whole lot about the women and their origin stories and everything, right? So to be able to say, hey, she might seem like a passive character or she might seem like, you know, a very different character from your hero. But she's the same. She just has a different part to play. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that's really, really cool. Yeah. It's it's fascinating because this, like most uh, literature back in the day, <laughs> is very male-dominated. So to have this other perspective is just great. Um, and it was interesting that, you know, in our IRL discussion, like the style of writing actually came up. Um, yeah. Because... I'm, you know, we haven't read the original, but I think a lot of us read the description and the summary of the Ramayana. Um, and I think the author really stuck to the story because everything that was mm-hmm. described in the summary was like, oh yeah, this, this happened in the book. Like, this is exactly what happened. Um, what did you think of the style of writing um, for Sita? And telling her story. I actually liked it. Um, Like Mare said, you go through a lot in a very short time. And because, of course, I'd read a summary of the story, I expected it to be longer and I had expected it to be a little bit slower paced because you have to cover so much and it ended up being a very fast paced read it kept me feeling engaged um the only thing I really didn't like was that I found the style of writing repetitive and there were places where I was like I would have loved a little bit more detail or a little bit more information like for example like hey she's in the palace for 10 years we don't know what she does in those 10 years but we've been told, you know, this thing about Rom like 10 times in that same like <laughs> couple of pages span. And so the repetition, while I know like epics are often full of repetition, mm-hmm. like I could have done without some of that and done with a little bit more detail. But mm-hmm. other than that, I thought that the writing style was like super quick mm-hmm. and engaging. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't too heavy you know it was definitely it was definitely readable and yeah i do wonder how much she kind of boxed herself in because she did not want to stray very far from the original story you know it was more about not necessarily like making up new things but just showing it from sita's perspective Mm -hmm. and so yeah maybe i guess the 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 original text again, probably glosses over a lot of things and time passes quickly and, and whatnot. So I guess I'm, I'm assuming that's where some of it came from is she just didn't want to add in too much new stuff. 
Yeah, um, I liked I liked the writing too. It was like you said, Meredith, really readable. Like sometimes it's flowery language, or it's just like super emotional and <laughs> exaggerating. Um, it was very matter of fact, which I appreciate. Um, I'm thinking that I wonder if because this is just uh, only follow Sita. It's only Sita's perspective. I wonder mm-hmm. if they if they if the author stuck in the moments where like when Ram and Lakshman go and see the Monkey King and that mm-hmm. whole adventure, things like that was put in. Like so instead of being first person, the book was more third person omniscient. I wonder if you wouldn't feel that repetitiveness as much. Yeah. Yeah. But I guess we do end up spending a lot of time in Sita's head. Mm-hmm. You know, a yes. lot of this yep. is like her internal musings, like not necessarily things that she can talk right. about freely. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, you do end up spending a lot of time in her head. So if we didn't, we didn't have the first person perspective, we would have seen more of the world, but less of Sita, maybe. Right. I, I yeah. would think so. And I think that is definitely not what the author wanted. <laughs> no. Um, mm-hmm. So going back to Sita for a second, because um, I really enjoyed her as a character. I, I liked her. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, she muses a lot on love. <laughs> a lot she does. Love. Yeah. <laughs> what, what are your thoughts? Like, what was your takeaway? Um, was she thinking too much about love? Like... <laughs> Um, I, I liked them, especially at first. Um, I thought there were, you know, she keeps talking about, so this is true of love and this I learned about love that day and things like that. And, um, which, yeah, it's also a little repetitive. Um, but I thought there was truth in a lot of them. Um, and they made me think, you know, there were others that I, you know, didn't yeah i was like eh, i don't think that's true for everybody or i didn't agree with as much or whatever um but i thought there were good thoughts worth pondering in these observations and i think it shows her mindset and how she's making choices and how she's acting so i i mean i was highlighting a lot of them because i thought they were interesting mm-hmm. and there's mm-hmm. definitely a you know there's a pattern in her thought process mm-hmm. yeah and I think we see some growth in her thought process, too, over what love means, because it, it means different things at different times of your life, different stages of your relationship. Uh, so, mm-hmm. again, I had the Kindle version, so I did a word <laughs> search, and there was 328 instances of the word love or beloved out of like a 300 and what, like 50 yeah. page book or something, right? So... It is used a lot, mm-hmm. for sure. And um, so one of one of the earlier instances or passages, I guess, uh, she said, I was in love, and love is wild and optimistic, especially in the beginning. Uh, and then, you know, you, you continue on with her as she's learning things. And um, another one that stood out to me was, perhaps duty was kind of love after all. And then one of the last ones that I was I found was that's love, golden ropes that bind you and pull you in different directions. So definitely is a yeah. <laughs> you know over the course of her life she's had to see love, show love, give love in many different ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's a good point you make. The, the, those different, those three different quotes are three different kinds of love. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like she's experiencing it in different aspects of her life. Like, you know, she, she has a duty to her husband, but she also has a duty to her position as queen. She has, you know, of course she's wildly in love with her husband, but also then, you know, for her love for her, her children, her love for her husband, her love for her role as queen. Like those are all different. Yeah, all different responsibilities. And I love that she tries to find that balance because she even says she's like, as queen, like, 
I can do all these things. I can bring to light the problems that women of the kingdom are having. And with this love, I can influence my husband to make a better place for everybody. Um, Right. And I think that's really admirable, you know, and it's like, yeah, he loves me. He'll listen to me, you know. And we do get to see a fair amount of that that I'm sure is not from the original text. Yeah. Like we get a lot of pillow talk. Mm-hmm. We get to probably see some of Rom, m- more more of the human side of Rom, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, technically, they're, they are both gods in human form, right? Yeah. Um, Rom is Vishnu and Sita, is it Lakshmi? Yeah, Lakshmi. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. So it is, it's always interesting to see that where... You know, humans are fallible. Humans have a lot of emotions. But I feel like maybe when she was talking to the bow in the beginning, which was from Shiva, that I feel like the bow even said, well, you know, even gods like get emotional and like, you know, they're not perfect either. And, you know, Mm -hmm. so it was just it was interesting to kind of see their relationship grow and probably see more of a human side of Rom in this retelling. Yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. Like. I mean, he he has made some mistakes, and she has made some mistakes. And they were approaching moving on very differently from those mistakes, you know? So, right. um, yeah. And I guess, like, their sense of duty yep. is a little different. Like, see, like Jeanette was saying, Sita's sense of duty is not just for, not just her husband, not just the people, not just, you know, her her duties as the queen where it seems like Rom is like really just narrowed in on, I need to be a good King for the people. I need to be above reproach. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, well, where does that leave me? Where does that leave your children? Well, I think from what I see, what I was understanding and this might not be a correct interpretation, but it seemed like her role, you know, as queen, like she wasn't as expected as much to, you know, be like a driving factor in governing, Mm -hmm. but she was supposed to be, her role was supposed to be about being queen, being married to Rom, being like, you know, like the first lady kind of thing, right? Like being a leader and example to other women. And I think that's why their duties um, drive them to prioritize different things is because Mm -hmm. part of her role as a queen is being a good wife is taking care of her family is taking care of women and his role is like as a king it seems like nobody's wondering is he a good husband Mm -hmm. they're wondering like are you going to keep the you know the kingdom rich and peaceful and well, I mean, I guess not much has changed because you always see like, <laughs> like you know, like actresses and like, you know, or like politicians or things. And if, when they're women, it's always like, how how do you do it all? Mm-hmm. How are That's you true. a mom? And how do you do this? Blah, blah. And like the men are never asked, well, you know, how are you a father and a politician? Or how are you a father and an actor? Like, right. how do you do it? <laughs> um I did enjoy during the coronation, and again, this is probably something that the author changed, where they said that Rom had Sita walk beside him up Mm. instead of behind him. And so that was like kind of a big deal because that's not how it was normally done. Mm -hmm. Uh, I just, I wish he had continued with the partnership and like talking to her. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at at some point, it's just, he's just kind of humoring her, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. Like, especially when they were banished, right? Like, they had all these dreams when he goes back to be king. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, listen to the woman, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> she has some really good thoughts. And, like, oh, so it was very admirable that she went with him on his banishment. Um, which brings me to the question of, you know, she has, there's a lot of recurring thoughts of Sita when she says that women must endure, find their strength in enduring that like, that's part of their love. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a little frustrating. (laughs) 
<laughs> I mean, this is, you know, from ancient texts uh-huh. where like, you know, let's, we really got to hammer in that women, we, <laughs> you got a tough life, but you got to, you got to endure. Right. It's, you know. <laughs> yeah. And good on you to endure. Like, that's how you show love. And it's like, really? <laughs> um, It's, I liked, so I don't normally read author's notes. I usually skip past them. But I, I, I do, and like I was just like, oh, like I, uh, she has an author's note. Let me take a read. Um, I actually really enjoyed the author's note. Um, yeah. yeah. So there's mm-hmm. a quote here: um, Sita's choices and reactions stem from courage, though often it is a quiet courage, easy to mistake for meekness. It is the courage of endurance, of moving forward in spite of obstacles, of never giving in. It is the courage that has been reflected for centuries in the lives of women. Um, that's just so true, even now. <laughs> like, yeah, we're it's you know twenty twenty, and we're still. I mean, not like outright taught, but it's everywhere. Like, hey, you gotta. This is the card you're dealt with, and you gotta push through it to get to happiness to get to contentment you know um yeah thanks world (laughs) (laughs) um yeah just it's frustrating and like i wish i wish there were different messages that we could pull from that you know our daughters can pull from Mm mm-hmm well, I do think, um, like, I do think there is, there's something to be said in this story about, like, the fact that I think it shows, because we talked about how this reminds us a little bit of Pachinko, which also implies, like, hey, this is just a woman's job to suffer and <laughs> endure. And, um, but I think there's a lot in this story that suggests it's kind of the reverse as well, which is that, you know, women don't are don't just have to be strong because they have to endure but it's women are able to endure mm-hmm. because of that strength right. because of that inner strength because and i think because it's not like you know when we read these stories and these you know these epics it's not like you know the men don't suffer like clearly ram was also banished but we're shown that his banishment is heroic Mm -hmm. like he's taking this on himself to show his to be honorable right and so it's heroic but for her it's it's suffering it's enduring and i'm not saying that she doesn't suffer and endure and puts up a lot for ram (laughs) probably a lot more than i would put up but um (laughs) But we emphasize her suffering rather than her strength. Mm -hmm. Mm, And I think that's an important thing that the author is showing is that she has that strength. She has that what she calls quiet courage, I think, right? She has that quiet courage. She has that strength. And that's why she can endure basically as much as he does and more because some of it she's enduring and he doesn't even know she's enduring. Um, And she she does that. (laughs) She is literally set on fire. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. She like, and then like, she has to go through all these tortures that he doesn't even know about, like when she's kidnapped Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he doesn't know all of that. And she survives that because of that strength. And I think that's an important thing that we don't emphasize Mm -hmm. in women's stories. I think that we should. Yes. Because she is also being heroic. She is also being strong. She's being brave. She's showing her principles. Right. And I mean, that's the twist we need for sure. Like show it as a strength, not as a weakness. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like she, yes, she was very, she had to stay very strong in that year of captivity. I'm, I'm, well, I'm not sure, but I would hazard a guess that in the original text, a lot of it is just, oh, this this poor woman is just waiting for you to rescue her. And like she was, obviously she wanted to get out of there, but she was really having to stay strong through all of that. And this quote, I'm assuming it's when they're coming back from the banishment Mm -hmm. after she's been saved from the kidnapping. I'm not, I I didn't put down the page number, so I can't quite remember, Mm -hmm. but the quote is all the way back. I pondered the word endure, what it meant. 
It didn't mean giving in. It didn't mean being weak or accepting injustice. It meant taking the challenges thrown at us and dealing with them as intelligently as we knew until we grew stronger than them. And I mean, good grief, like that's that's so much of her story, mm-hmm. right? Is she gets thrown into these new situations and she has to figure out how to work through it, how to make things better. Um, yeah, she. I mean, she does. She goes through a lot. Yeah. I think that's, like, I like seeing it as a strength, but I think what's frustrating is, like, that seems to be the woman's story, right? Like, yes. let's have a woman with the hero's journey. Like, let's have more of those, well, you know? That's, well, that's the problem, I think, because she was staying in mm-hmm. the boundaries of Oh, no, for sure. And, and so uh, I was reading, if I can find it again, I'll link it in the show notes, but I was reading a review about how someone was saying, they're like, this is getting touted as a feminist story, but it's not like it's not quite to that point, mm. right? Because she's not changing the overall story right. to be like, yeah, Sita has all this power and she changes all these things. And and we see a little bit of that that maybe the author brought in when they come back to the palace and she's like, I started this, you know, helping women mm-hmm. and I, you know, I, I did this or that. Uh, which might have not been in the original text, but I think she was really towing the line between saying, I'm just giving this story from a woman's perspective versus I'm making it a, you know, right. a feminist, you know, rendition, yep. I guess. Yeah. And I, that's why it's like, I feel like indignant. It's like, yes, this, this is a problem. And the author is bringing it to light. Like this right. can't just always be what women have to go through. Um so let's um let's talk about Ram for a minute. <laughs> Cause he uh Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he caused a lot of what Sita went through. <laughs> and like not not completely maliciously. <laughs> just just as a man, I guess, is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, this is like a forward-thinking story where the man is going to listen to the woman and where the man is, you know, actually going to be equal to the woman. This is great. And then it just totally just falls off a cliff, right? <laughs> <laughs> so what what were your thoughts it's- on Ram? <laughs> so, Yeah trying to think what the right word is i'm looking for he was i don't know if if honest or noble maybe noble to a fault yeah is what i'm looking for like that's a good way like you know like everything is because he must have like some self-esteem issues (laughs) he's always worried about what people are thinking of him like you're the king and i mean i get you don't want insurrection or or something like that but People are going to gossip and you're just going to, you need to get over that. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And I get also like he, he thought his dad was a bad ruler, like just did not do very good for the kingdom. And he wanted to be the opposite of that. Like, and I totally Mm -hmm. understand that for sure. But like he was just so single minded. Yeah. 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 Well, he, (laughs) Yeah, He's, and and so like they they uh, they pretty much end up banishing themselves because they are given an out. Yeah. You know the <laughs> the leaders or whatever are like, well, you're you're the the king has died, so the debt you know that has been paid. Mm-hmm. You don't have you you don't have to go live in the forest for fourteen years. Oh no, people might talk and say <laughs> that I like found a loophole, and and so they go and live in the forest for 14 years and then she gets kidnapped because they're in the forest and then all this stuff happens and then they finally get back and they realize oh man things have been pretty terrible for the kingdom this these past 14 years and so then you're like well then where does your loyalty lie is it only with your reputation or is it really for the people because you could have been here mm-hmm. these past 14 years and made things better right then yeah I mean, I just I, the whole time like they inter- they're introducing him because you know they build him up before he ever appears on the page, and it's like oh Ram is coming, and it said that he like 
did so many battles on his way here and he everybody loves him and he's the most handsome and he's going to be so such a good leader and he's going to be so strong and like every literally everybody loves him and it's like it's really interesting because he's like built up to be perfect by all the characters like the queens are like the queens who are always like looking out for their son's best interests. Even they love Rom. I mean, one of them gets him banished, mm-hmm. but she feels really bad about it. And she's like, <laughs> you know, it's not that I don't love you. It's just <laughs> I love my son. Also, like, and it's I, I, like it's so interesting to me. And uh, like, I just have a thing where it's like. If it seems too good to be true, it probably is. And <laughs> he does. He seems like a really dedicated leader. But, like, I wouldn't want to be married to him. And even, like, in like you're saying, Mary, like, well, he was like, oh, no, loopholes. I, you know, somebody's going to accuse me. Like, there's no compromise in him. Yeah. Like, he could have been like, you know what, I still, you know, I know that the priests all say that I can come back. You know, the queen says I can come back. Everybody says I can come back. Um, But I think this is important for me to show that I'm not trying to get out of this banishment, but I'll compromise, right? I'll banish myself for a year and come back or something like that. So nobody can say that I was trying to take advantage, like something. Mm -hmm. And there's no room for compromise. And I, um, there's a quote from when they're being banished that, um, you know, she's, um, Sita's actually not talking about Rom at all. She's talking about um, the queen, the second queen, Kaikei, Mm -hmm. which I'm probably saying wrong. I apologize. Um, But she says, um, it's not enough to merely love someone, even if we love them with our entire being, even if we're willing to commit the most heinous sin for their well-being. We must understand and respect the values that drive them. We must want what they want, not what we want for them. And... You know, she's talking about that as one of her love lessons, you know, about how one thing she's learning about love and her relationship with Ram. And I definitely think Sita succeeds in that with Ram. But Ram doesn't succeed Mm. back. Right. Right? Like, not for her, not for the people of his kingdom. Like, he wants them to live in an honorable kingdom, you know, with nothing to gossip about. But that's not their nature a like people gonna talk <laughs> um it's not their nature and it's also not what is good for them they want also a prosperous peaceful kingdom and that's not what he provided for them yeah like, mm-hmm. yep. and so like that's it's that like little that love lesson that she learns he's not good at that mm-hmm. yeah and that yeah. like you know like you know you seem like you're trying really hard, Rom. <laughs> like you tried. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. He was so frustrating. The second he rescues Sita and is like this is where he wants you to meet and then she sees his face. I was like, "Oh no. Oh no. This is <laughs> this is not great." And then he's like, you know, again, worrying about what other people think. Because she told him what happened in her captivity, right? Yeah, like, right. she was tortured. She was abused, you know? Like, he tried to make her marry him, but she did nothing. And, like, he didn't believe her. And what kind right. of husband are you? <laughs> right. And I could understand, you know, the idea that, like, He's like, well, you might not have given in, but you might have been, you know, you might have been attacked. You might have been forced to do things, whatever. But everybody agrees. Like, even the enemies agree. Like, no, no, none of that happened. She wouldn't let it happen. Like, like, and like for him, then like victim blaming her is like, (laughs) are you kidding me? Yeah. And again, things haven't changed too much, right? Nope. You know, uh, a lot of women don't want to come forward when they've been abused or mm-hmm. had things happen because then it's like oh well what were you wearing right were you drinking like what you know it's just it's always yeah it, it was so fr- and at that moment i was just like okay you're dead to me now <laughs> like <laughs> this is not great and it, and like she suffered so much and at that point is like is this really enduring or is this just her suffering because 
He never really believed her. He keeps like doubting her. And then she gets pregnant. He still doubts her and banishes her. <laughs> you know? And then, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't know how old the twins are at this point. 16 something, old enough to fight them. I think they were 14, 14? I want to okay. say. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, something okay. Like so it's, oh, I have these awesome sons. Come back to court. Come back to the palace. But you have to do this test again. And it's yeah. like, why are you so worried what other people are going to think? Why? I don't know. <laughs> I, I I honestly don't have an answer to that. It's 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 crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, another quote that I wrote down: He cared more for the stability of his kingdom and the brilliance of his reputation than he did for his innocent unborn children. Yep. Oof. Yeah, that's harsh, and he deserves it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Like I just. Was so, and I mean, this is why I like blew through the second half of the book. It's just like I'm so mad at him. <laughs> <laughs> and she had such happiness at the the hermit um, village, you know, the ashram. Yes, yeah. yes, the ashram. Um, and it was like she was so content and like bringing up these kids in this wonderful environment, you know. And it was like just, just stay there for the rest of your life Sita I think that will be better best yeah. for everybody <laughs> yeah now I did since I still have my anthology from college I was flipping through a little bit I, I did not get to read the entire excerpts that it had from this <laughs> text but uh there was a couple of things I thought were interesting that I was able to find that were different so the 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 whole kidnapping starts when she becomes infatuated with the deer in the forest, right? And she asks for Rom to go get it. So at least in the version I have, because I'm sure there's many different yeah. versions, this this deer was rainbow colored, which was pretty Ooh. interesting. <laughs> Not just gold. Right. And- if it had been rainbow colored here, you know, maybe I mean, her actions would have, you like, know, that's understandable. Been justified. For sure. <laughs> right. Who doesn't want a rainbow colored deer? But in in this version, like in in um in this book, Sita then like gets pretty nasty with Ram and and Lakshman to get them to do it. She's like, "Oh, well, you're always talking about honor. Now you won't do this for me." And blah blah blah. Like throws that in his face. In this one, she's just like, "Well, it's really pretty, and I want it. And you know, you're a really good hunter, and like we could take it back when we go back to the palace." And even if you have to kill it to catch it, we could keep the skin. And like, how cool would it be for you to come back with the skin of a rainbow colored deer? And he's like, you know what? That is really cool. I'm going to go get it. (laughs) And so like, that's how this version went, which I thought was an interesting Mm -hmm. change that either she made or other versions are just different. And then another thing that I saw at the end, the um, he does ask her to like prove herself again. It doesn't specify that it's with fire like it does in the book that we read. And also, in the book we read, it said that he had had this golden sculpture of her made oh, yeah. to sit beside him for, like, years and years now. Yeah. In this version, he does it once she ascends. So he yeah. hasn't had it for the past 14 years, which I thought was an interesting change. Yeah. Inter- that is interesting. <laughs> is, wasn't it his, like, advisors that told him to build a gold statue so that he would stop pining after her? Right. So this one, he does it in, uh-huh. like, reverence right. of her after she right. has proven herself. Not before. Right. So again, I thought that was an interesting mm-hmm. change. Yeah, that is interesting. I think what is especially interesting to me, though, in both versions, like because the, the, you know the deer part is basically the only part of it where you're like, okay, Sita, now you're being a pain in the butt, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. like anytime a magic animal in an enchanted forest stops by and you become obsessed with it, you should always think twice, like always <laughs> think twice. Yep. Um, that being said, like she, that was, she, she's kind of a jerk to both Ram and Lakshman about that deer, mm-hmm. right? She's like, but you have to get it. And she, but in both versions of the story, she's kind of like playing on his, like his honor and his vanity a little mm-hmm. bit. It's mm-hmm. just different ways of doing it. Like in this version of the text, it seems like she's like, 
but you'd have a rainbow colored skin <laughs> and we'd have a pretty deer no. in the palace and the and the force of enchantment she's like she she's like but you said you would make me happy and you are not being an honorable husband and how can you like <laughs> you yeah, know she really throws it in his she face really does. yeah <laughs> but like, i i mean later on she's like oh yeah i was really stupid you know yeah she does well, i mean she admits she was it kind eventually of, <laughs> she was kind of under the enchantment yeah, of right. the demon yeah, right, right. And uh, she she admits yeah. that later, and she's like, "Oh, I said these." And even after Lakshman leaves, she's like, said, "And she's like, oh, I said these cruel things to Lakshman." Mm-hmm. And she's like, "As soon as he left, I was like, yeah, I went too far.' Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I felt like I should go and after him and apologize, it's, but I promised I would stay here. At this point, <laughs> like, it's like, ooh, if only cell phones existed, you just send us quick text. Yeah, I'm sorry, I messed up. Come back home. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. Come back. Like yell really loudly into the forest. Yeah. Like Lakshman. <laughs> I was I was being a jerk. <laughs> but the problem is they are so focused on their honor that he'd be like, I said I was going to get it. That's I can't so come true. Back now. That's so true. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's the um, and that like I wonder about a little bit about like that that scene when they come back, because, of course, like I don't think they caught the deer like the deer was, you know, clearly a like. An unattainable, was, mm-hmm. right? It was clearly right, yep. some kind of like magic object or somebody in disguise or whatever. So, like, what was that scene where they like coming home the whole time, being like feeling like, oh man, she's gonna be so mad about this deer, <laughs> <laughs> and they come back and they're like, it was all a trick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, oh my goodness, it's just it's he's just. So, I get it's like I guess the fall of the fall of man kind of thing, right? He's amazing, but he's he's really just a man. He's nothing special. He is. You know? He's still yeah. fallible. Yeah. He is a man. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So, um, it was... Yeah. Uh, I. There are a lot of other characters in this book. And just in the Ramayana um, in general. Uh, how well did the other characters in, add to Sita's story? See, this is the whole <laughs> thing... Sorry, <laughs> I started that. Uh, but this is the whole thing. Like when we were talking earlier about like the author's writing and her seeing everything from her perspective and everything. We do. We spend a lot of time in her head. We do not spend a lot of time interacting with other characters. Like one of the things that was a little disappointing for me was that – um. You know, I thought when she was coming in, like the, one of the first things she does when she comes in as Ram's wife is she – starts to make peace and interact with her mother-in-law. And then we see her like being challenged by the second queen and she kind of overcomes that and charms her and they get along. And I'm thinking, okay, now we're going to see her with the third queen. We never see her interact Mm -hmm. with the third, the third queen, things like that. And I'm not saying that I would have wanted a third person perspective because I did like um, getting it from Sisa's perspective, I did like yeah. hearing her internal musings and understanding where she's coming from. But I would I would have liked a little bit more perspective in the sense of seeing her interact with other characters. Mm-hmm. I would have liked seeing her have more conversations instead of just like things where it's like it was said later or I heard afterwards or blah blah blah. Like she's like we're shown so many things. We're or rather we're told so many things instead of being shown. Yeah. And I would have liked at least a conversation, like somebody say coming to her and saying, Sita, I have to tell you this story of what happened when Rom took down the city to rescue you. Mm-hmm. Instead, she kind of just gets it all passively, mm-hmm. like she heard it in passing. Somebody mm-hmm. told her later. And it's like, no, no, I want to see that conversation. Like, hear her reactions, see how other people talk to her. Like, I think that would have given us a fuller perspective of the world in general, but also a little bit fuller of her and what she does in these times where there's long time periods passing and we basically get, and a year passed Mm -hmm. and I was still starving in my captivity or whatever. (laughs) Right. Like, I, I just, I think we needed that. Right. Yeah. I, I would have loved for her to have more interaction with people other than Ram and Lakshman. <laughs> right. She had um, her sister. But 
She did, but we didn't get to see her that more. Obviously, once they were banished, right, there was no one right. else around. So for like a third of the book there, mm-hmm. I think. Right. So, I mean, it's just, I guess it is what it is because of the story. I, right. I would have loved for them just to stay in the palace the whole time <laughs> and have some palace intrigue yeah. and all this stuff, but that's not the story. Who doesn't love a palace I know. Intrigue, right? <laughs> Especially ah, with the second I'm, queen, you know, like if she was, right. Yeah. you knew she was up to shenanigans the second you meet her. You know, right. Yes. But even that, like, you know, the shenanigans are kind of like told mm-hmm. later. It's not mm-hmm. we don't you know, it's not that we're hearing like that. We're hearing somebody tell Sita that we're watching her have a conversation. Mm-hmm. And I that that's it's true. I mean, one of the few things we got to see instead of being told was that fight between her and the second queen, yep. and it was which so was good. pretty yeah. great. And I do like that that the author made Sita actually physically strong mm-hmm. and like knew how to defend herself and stuff. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I do have one last question um, because I was just thinking back to the author's note. Do you think she succeeded in telling these women's stories? I mean, I think she succeeds in telling Sita's story in the sense that, like, like I'm thinking of it in terms of, like, for example, the Odyssey, mm-hmm. right? Like, that we were talking about in our previous episode when we were talking about journey books. Um, in the Odyssey, you know, we've got Odysseus journeying and we see what he does. And then, like, it keeps flipping back to Penelope. And Penelope, you basically get from her perspective, like, you know, oh, no, there's suitors here and I don't want to marry them. And, um, and, but you're not like spending lots of time with her. So she's not being super developed and you only get hints at like how clever she is or how sneaky she is or how, you know, devoted to Odysseus she is. Right. Um, and I think if you take his story from like a perspective like that, if that's what we would have gotten in an original epic, just like. You know, these are the things that happened and Sita was there or she and she was, you know, devoted to Ram and she then she was kidnapped and she was held in captivity for a year and Ram came and rescued her. I think we're success or the author is successful in that we feel what Sita feels. We know what she knows. We understand why she makes the decisions she makes. Right. She's Mm -hmm. we understand the depth of her love and the depth of her loyalty. Um. I just, I just wanted more Mm -hmm. and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it would have been richer if we'd gotten more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with what Jeanette said. I think for Sita, she was able to to successfully show us that perspective and and all of that, but not really for the other Mm -hmm. women. They were, you know, just kind of blips (laughs) here and there for the most part. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, I think, of course, we can extrapolate like, oh, yeah, if this is Sita's role to be devoted and, you know, you know, family oriented and responsibility oriented, like, of course, we can extrapolate that for other women. Like, oh, how much, you know, more would like other women who don't get the same kind of, you know, luxuries and, you know, leeway like a queen does, yep. you know, how much more would that kind of thing have been expected for the other women in this world? But you don't see her interacting with those people. So you, you don't mm-hmm. get it. Yeah, uh, that's fair. I mean, I think I agree because I think in the author's note, it was like, give us voices too, right? Is like the mm-hmm. message she got. And I, she tried like with, especially with Kai, Kai Kie, <laughs> the second queen um at the end where she's like i feel bad for what i did so i took a vow of silence and it's like oh that's great but like i would have loved to see that journey right (laughs) so she also took care of her plants yes (laughs) (laughs) Yes, like there was plants i mean it's a serious relationship to be able to plant sit you know (laughs) someone's plans (laughs) like you have 14 15 years that's real trust you know (laughs) um but i think she the author did succeed in like giving 
voice to Sita, to women, you know, like this is their story that you don't get to see. Um, so I, I do definitely appreciate that and I enjoyed it. So did you ladies like it then? Would you recommend it to anybody? Yeah, I mean, I, I liked it. Certainly, I I guess I'd recommend it to someone if they wanted a type of retelling of, you know, some Hindu stories. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I would just widely recommend it in general. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that because, I mean, I, I, I liked it. I wouldn't say that I loved it, but I liked mm-hmm. it. I enjoyed it. It was fun. It was quick. Yeah. It was interesting. Yeah. No, no sneaky pandemics or virus is in this one. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yay. Well, I'm glad. Uh, and our next book on Eclectic Readers will be The City We Became by N.K. Jemison. Woo-hoo. I'm so excited for this, yes. you guys. <laughs> I am very excited too. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yep. So we'll we'll be talking about that mm-hmm. next month. And for now, you can check out our show notes at eclecticreaders.fireside.fm/slash88. And if you'd like to talk some more to us, you can find the podcast at Goodreads, Litzy, and Instagram at Eclectic Readers, and at Twitter at Eclectic Read Pod. And where can they find our listeners find you, ladies? Uh, listeners can find me on Goodreads and Litzy at Rudy Kaicho, R U R I underscore K A I C H O U. And you can find me on Goodreads and Litzy at J M T R I V E R A. That's J M T Rivera. And on Twitter, I'm Dr. Jeanette, D R J E A N N E T T E. And you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Litzy under Mare the Book Gal, M-E-R-E-T-H-E-B-O-O-K-G-A-L. Please subscribe to us in your favorite podcatcher so you never miss an episode and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Okay, ladies, I think that's it. So let's shelve this until next month. Bye. Bye. Bye.